Hey guys, it's Philippa Hanna here and welcome to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. In this podcast, we get to know some of my favorite people a little bit better and we go behind the scenes of their lives, their ministries and some of their music. We're going to be hearing about how God has shone a light in some of the most difficult times in their lives. So grab a brew and enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we have the incredible Steph McLeod. Steph is a singer-songwriter. He's a worship leader based up in Scotland, and he has the most incredible story to share with us today. So kick back, listen, hang out, and we'll see you at the end. Steph McLeod, welcome to the Stained Glass Stories podcast. I am Hello. so excited to see you, like really just so excited to see your face. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, actually. It's been a, a bit of a slow morning, which has just suddenly went into fifth gear, which is, so this is a welcome break and uh, it's lovely to see you. How's it going in Scotland? I know like we have slightly different lockdown scenarios going on, pretty similar, but what's life like in the uh, the new the new world? Uh, I think it's different for different people. Um we we are a little bit out in the country. We're in a little seaside town beside the beach, so it's a bit of a slower pace, but sort of more sense of community instead instead of Edinburgh, which is very sort of city based. You might know one neighbour. I think the hardest thing for us is visiting relatives, like my mum and my my granddad and stuff like that, because um, we, we can't visit other households now. Uh, wow. If that goes on for six months, I'm really not looking forward to that because my my granddad's getting on a bit. And he's still grieving the loss of my granny from last year. So, um, but he's he's into um, FaceTime and and Messenger and stuff. Eh? So we're we like to chew the cud and uh, just 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 have a good chat um, now and then. But I do I do miss spending time with him and playing bridge with him and stuff like that. Yeah, so. honestly, that I think when I heard the new restrictions the other day, that six month thing was really triggering for me because I think we all sort of had it in our minds that Christmas that everything was just going to like miraculously change come to 2021. So I think it's like, you're joking me. We're going to have to drag this on into another year. It's crazy. Um, so I've already introduced you to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you. You're a folk singer. You've got a passion for people, passion for church, passion for worship music. And um, I thought it'd be really good to let people see a bit of the real Steph McLeod, because I don't know how well people know you um, as a as a public persona, um, but I mean, my, like my perception of you as a public persona is that you're, you know, super cool, really authentic musically, which is so great, especially in the worship world. You really want that, you know, you want to hear real music, a real voice. Um, you're very Scottish, <laughs> which I love. Um, and also, you've got a bit of an edginess about you. And I think having chatted to you like on a personal level, you're a person who's lived some life. So um, I thought maybe you could just tell our friends listening today a little bit about you, Steph, the guy. You know, where did you grow up? How did you get into music? Okay, that's a long story, but I'll try and keep it. I'll keep it small. So I grew up in another seaside town about 20 miles from here called Musselborough. And I... Only child, uh, mum and dad, uh, working class family, worked every hour that God gave them. 
not a Christian family, although, you know, I was taken to Sunday school because that's what good mums do. And, uh, you know, so I learned, I learned a lot about the stories of um, the, the New Testament and some of the old as well. And, you know, I love them. I love stories. I think that's one of the thing, one of the main reasons I'm a, I'm a songwriter, you know. Um, didn't grow up in a, in a very emotionally stable environment. It's, I don't know if it's a Scottish thing, but it's, um, you know, uh, if you, I was a quite a high maintenance kid, so it was always be quiet, or if you were too happy, you were told to shush as well. And uh, so I was just quite an anxious kid, always seeking approval. I didn't have many peers to bounce off of. Um, my, when I was 15, my, my parents split. Uh, so I just kind of let off a bit of steam. Unfortunately, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and I got beaten up quite badly and nearly lost my life and it was just terrified of everything. So uh, I I basically had undiagnosed PTSD until a few years ago and I self-medicated with uh, alcohol and drugs, which just dictated most of my adult life through that to the point I was homeless when I was 24 for about a year. Um, with all the things that come with that, but it was a Christian charity that helped me out and... Um, gave me a bed to uh, sleep in and dry out and um, I heard somebody's testimony while I was there and that's when I uh, started to follow Jesus and um, I, I'd, I've always been a musician, musicians helped me to focus, I was a classical musician for many years and helped with that high maintenance stuff as a kid but I started writing songs about my faith and my journey when I was in the homeless hostel and then I just started sharing so I've always just kind of written songs for me to God and and it's just kind of snowballed from then it's, it's been a, an incredible journey of which I'm still pinching myself on a daily basis and very very thankful um, I'm now married with three kids a wonderful wife and uh, yeah just doing my best to serve I'm, I've got a passion for prison ministry for homeless ministry I'm deeply invested into the recovery community as well and that's it Steph, you're awesome. <laughs> what a story, honestly. There's so much in there that I want to talk to you about. I mean, like, what one thing we have in common is the only child thing. I've got siblings, but they're a lot older, so I have that exact same thing of trying to keep adult company and always mm -hmm. feeling like a bit of a nuisance, you know, because just like trying to make conversation with the grown-ups they don't they just don't have room in their day to be your full-time entertainment and um clearly you're a person who thinks a lot and feels a lot so i can totally understand you know how like how that went um it's interesting as well to say that you know your your parents splitting up had a really like big impact on you you know in the last few years we've had divorces in our family and in our wider circle and it doesn't seem to matter how old you are it does have this profound effect what do you think about that sort of really brought the hinges sort of loose for you I, I weirdly like I mean I spent a lot of my childhood on my own because my parents were working um but you know it was always something that I could rely on you know it was it was it was it was that sense of security that you know during the holidays and stuff my parents would be together we'd have Christmas and stuff like that and when that fell apart it was just this great unknown and I was just absolutely terrified and I didn't know how to deal with it and I just uh I think that's hard for most people because pe a family really shapes who we are you know what I mean and I think also the quality of family can have a massive impact and not not in terms of uh, mm. uh, uh, uh you know good it's hard to explain that one but you know people that can be really honest about how they're doing and share that with their kids I've learned that through um recovery and some of the 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 
treatment that I went through for PTSD, but um, just creating a space where kids are allowed to get emotion emotionally vulnerable and saying to them that that's okay. You know, that's actually it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have um, difficulties and be anxious about stuff. This is how my experience was. I never had any of that growing up, and uh, you know, when my parents split apart, I, I was just I didn't I didn't understand how to look after me. And I I never had any conversations with anybody. I, just, I was just so confused, man. And nobody got it. So I just did my best. Unfortunately, the choices that I made were not good for me. And uh, it took a long time to get to a point where I said, you know, I really need help. And somebody said, you're all right, man, we can do that. And I guess, uh, does that answer your question? I'm not sure if it does. But <laughs> yeah, I think like the, the fact that you say it sort of rocked your sense of security and just that consistency in your life, um, mm. like the bedrock of your sort of consciousness for life was really sort of shaken by that experience. And and then I think we all just want connection, don't we? We all want to feel anchored and connected. And so it's, it's obvious to me that when you went out looking for other things to self-medicate, that's what you're looking for, like an anchor, mm. a connection. And and then Jesus comes along and, and you get that for real. Um, maybe for the first time in your life, and I know that was my experience. It's like that. My first experience of being really, really anchored is from is from Jesus. Um, one of the things I love about you and your music and your sound is that there's just a real humility about it. And um, I think with you, I see like there's a real power about you, and people connect to it. There's a power and a vulnerability and a humility, and do you think that your experiences of like PTSD, mass, that, I mean, like that's huge, PTSD, things like that, do you think they have really helped you to have that kind of humility? Absolutely. Um, but I think everybody has struggles that will shape them. And my granddad said something to me once when, we, when he was teaching me how to play chess and it was, you don't learn anything from winning, uh, which I agree with to an extent you know I think you can learn about gratitude and also um, how to be humble in your successes as well you know um, I think for me my, my struggles have, have shaped me I, I'll tell you a very brief story so I had a session once with my therapist at uh, NHS brilliant and I was just sort of um, processing that stuff to a very close brother on the phone one day and my daughter heard me and she came in after my call and said do you want a hug dad she was she was eight at the time I think and I went oh, I'd love a hug and and I says it's a bit random what do you need a hug she says no you I heard I heard you talking to your friend and you sound dead sad and so we had a hug and she knows what happened in my past and I says look I was just talking about some stuff from when I was homeless and it was a, it was a pretty tough day today up at the um at the hospital and I was just talking to my friend and I says but I wouldn't change any of it because I wouldn't want to risk having this hug with you right now you know so these these the, all these things shape us and the journey that we're on that there are bits of gold that are in it and I think our, our failures can actually teach us much more than our successes I've certainly learned a lot about me but also about others because of my vulnerabilities and it has helped me to be compassionate in a way that I never thought possible and for me that all points to Jesus ministry you know which is an incredible privilege to witness and be a part of when you're reading the scriptures and, and sharing in fellowship. Wow. I love the way you obviously think like a songwriter. So um, when you're speaking, you know, like pretty much anything you say could be turned into a song. That's just obviously like the way your brain works and the way you think. 
Um, there were two things about that story that really struck me. And one is that you have complete openness with your children about things like mental health and um, your journey and your past. And like, I, there must be loads of people out there, myself included, because I'm about to have a baby. I don't know if you know. Well, in January, um, there must be loads of people out there who who don't feel able to do that or they worry about doing that. They worry that it will... Uh, have an adverse effect on their kids like my my husband is from a, a church family a pastor's he's a pastor's kid essentially and his parents are great but I think sometimes there was that pressure in his life to not face those things or to just be like onwards and upwards God is bigger and not really talk about those things do you feel do you feel really confident about talking to your kids about things like that do you feel like it's important it's definitely important. I, you know, children growing up in an emotionally stable environment is 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 essential for the development. It's another thing I've learned over the last few years, learning about myself and attachment theory, which is um, a bit of psychology. But they, uh, you know, being honest within reason to the point that you know it's suitable for their age, I think, is essential as well. So you know, like, I, I you know, I tell my daughters that I was homeless and I had struggles and. And stuff, but I, I won't go into any of the stuff which I think is inappropriate for them. But mm -hmm. you know, things like saying to them, if if they're feeling sad and overwhelmed, you know, I can say, "Hey, darling, I totally get it. I, this once happened to me. Um, it's okay to be sad. You know, it's part of who we are, and it's okay to be afraid because fear is actually a good thing. It stops us getting hit by traffic when we're crossing the road. If we, you know, if a bus is coming and stuff like that, but it's not okay. Stay afraid. You know, I mean, it, it, it's it's your body and soul telling you that something's not right and if my kids come and tell me that they're happy i'm overwhelmed with gratitude you know and if they come and tell me that they're, they're struggling with stuff i'm overwhelmed with gratitude because they, they want to be a part of that relationship with me and that's such an honor and a privilege so what makes us think that we can't come to god with these things you know and that was not the environment that i grew up on and you know, my kids are, are, I want them to feel that they can be honest and open and transparent and make mistakes, man. I mean, that's how, that's how they grow. You know, it's like the, the biggest growth we get is outside our comfort zone, but just keeping an eye on them from a safe distance and giving them as much advice as I can. I'm not going to take away from them, them the, um, the, the privilege of their failures, you know, it's, uh, mm. it's going to, it's going to shape them to, to be who they are. And they're going to learn from their failures much more than their successes. I think it's weird how we have this view that like, it's just a natural perception, failure, bad, success, good, failure, bad, success, good. But obviously we know, and now that's why I love all those like Thomas Edison quotes and stuff where they say <clears throat> Thomas Edison had uh, like failed experiments that were the height of his house before he did things like record sound or invent the light bulb or, you know, all the amazing things that he is credited for. Mm. Um but how can we switch that? Because I think you're somebody who's lived through just about everything. You know, you've been you've been homeless, you've been successful, you've been you know you've been on your knees in life. You've had to deal with mental health issues like PTSD, which are just so traumatic. And and now you're a family man and you're successful and you've got all of that. You've got that whole broad circle of things. But how do you? handle or how do you combat shame because I think like with everything like with mistakes mental health issues and things like that so much shame attached to it which is really mm. oppressive like how would you how would you recommend people deal with that 
That is a tough question. Uh, shame is complex. It is cunning and baffling and powerful. And it's uh, it's deep-rooted, you know. I think you've got to give it time to work through, but also lean into it um, compassionately. You know, so so one of the biggest issues with my pain is I, I ran away from it. I, I, I avoided everything for years until I learned that I needed to develop a compassionate relationship with the pain that I was in. Speaking to somebody that you absolutely trust, um, who will not be overwhelmed by the things that you've done. So I've got two or three guys um, that I am completely accountable to. So accountability keeps me very, very well. And, um, you know, that saying the truth will set you free. Well, it is bang on because we're only as sick as our secrets you know mm. if 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 you feel guilty it usually is a result of something that you've done wrong and can be talked about and processed and you can you can repent you can be accountable for these things shame i believe is the work of the enemy and it's keeping us in a place where where we are not able to actually accept ourselves and we hate ourselves because for me it was all about self-loathing and self-hatred i couldn't even look at myself in the mirror talking to somebody that you trust about that and community and fellowship praying through it and then working mm. through it and understanding it and, and starting to see yourself <laughs> the way that god sees you which sounds a lot easier than it is is the way to go so keeping a hold of these things it's like trying to cure a headache with a hammer you know what mm. i mean so so talking about these things having the having taken a step of faith and trying to be vulnerable can really invite vulnerability and that is what set me free although I will say I'm still on that journey on a daily basis yeah same I'm so on that journey as well um I spoke to a friend yesterday about her mental health journey and we just went there it must be where my head's at we didn't I didn't plan to but um she was saying that she finds it important to tell her friend she's got a trusted confidant she speaks to about her kind of negative intrusive thoughts of you know fearful thoughts anxious thoughts and it's interesting what you're saying about like we some parts of ourselves we just don't want to show anyone you know we don't mm. want to show that the things we might have done wrong or even our like most neurotic fears we don't want to tell people about because we think they'll they'll judge us or they'll feel bad and I feel like what I'm getting from you and from her yesterday is that it's so important to feel free to share the whole of ourselves with God and your music I feel like is really good for that because it's it's open it's honest it's vulnerable it's um lamentful at times um when it comes to songwriting and your faith how do you stay authentic because there are lots of I feel I don't want to be judgmental but I feel like there's a lot of surface music out there in the church which is it it's good it might be theologically correct uh, but it sort of feels like I don't get to be my full self when I'm singing it. Mm. Um, but then if I look at Psalms and, and I read the Psalms, I feel like, wow, this is vulnerable. Um, like how do you keep stay in that place of vulnerability in your songwriting? I guess just being as honest as I possibly can be. It's all right to write about pain if you're in pain. It's all right to write about being anxious. I mean, these are these are part of who we are and they're part of who we are for a reason. And if you you read through the bible these are emotions and feelings and you know trials that, that people have been through throughout the scriptures so to deny that would be to deny your humanity you know um i i find 
I find it difficult to write stuff about stuff that I haven't experienced. I, I know that that might be a quite a selfish thing, but I tend to write about stuff that I do experience and um, from a place that I am. And if if you know, I'm not expecting other people to get it, and I'm not expecting other people to really engage with that stuff if that's not their walk, and that's totally cool because we're all different. But if people do engage with that stuff, then that's a blessing, you know. So my my expectations as a writer is to write something that's going to be completely authentic to God. And he knows all this stuff anyway, you know. Mm. So it's all right to be that transparent and honest. And I guess once I've written it down and once I sing it, I find it a real therapeutic journey for me. Uh, I didn't start singing until I was in the homeless hostel. And man, I just did it not for anybody I mean I've been a guitarist for years it was just for me and just to get stuff off my chest because I had so much and I guess like it's easy to hide behind a guitar and a microphone sometimes but for me it's just what I needed at the time so I guess just just being honest with myself and knowing that God already knows this stuff and maybe he just wants to share it with me so that's why I write what I do I can't believe that you didn't start singing until adulthood because like Seriously, guys, you need to go listen to Steph on Spotify. Go check out his YouTube channel. He's got some great stuff on there. Um, but it's just such a real voice. It sounds like you've been singing for 150 years. It's just amazing. But I think what you can hear in it is um, you can hear a journey in your voice. Like it's it's just dead real. And obviously you're naturally talented as well, which helps. But it's just such a great voice. Um the podcast is called the Stained Glass Stories podcast because I made an album earlier this year and I started to see each song as a little bit like a stained glass story in a church, you know. Some, mm. It was showing something of God and taking some of my darkest times and seeing how God can shine a light through them to tell a beautiful story or make something beautiful. And that's kind of what you're saying, um, you know, that you're able to have therapy use what you've gone through and turn it into some something musical have you got a specific song maybe that you could think of of yours that is a good example of that of just telling a story where god's light shone through yeah uh, my, my my last album was was all about me, my mental health journey going, when i was in hospital uh getting some treatment because it just hit crisis point and the first six songs that i wrote in there were you know, to do with all the stuff I was going through. And I've got one that's about anxiety um, and it's called Let There Be Light. And it was inspired just by, I like to read through hymn books, really, really old ones that are falling apart. There's just gold in them, you know. And the, the reading through one of them, it was it was about um, when I, when I'm sailing the, the, the lonely deep and the midnight watch I keep, and that's that's the only bit that I think was a paraphrase to what I was actually um, reading. But I was just like, man, my anxiety is like being adrift in the ocean in the middle of the night and there's a storm and I've got no control over what's going on. And But, you know, after the, the, the night storm comes a crimson dawn and it, it just gave me um, hope to write all this stuff because I wasn't very good at articulating my the way that I felt but I'm actually going to be all right and if I do get a pang of anxiety these days you know I, I do say to myself I'm going to be okay in 10 minutes you know mm. and and it's it's just that thing that knowing that God is right there with you and that it will pass and I've survived every bad day right up until this one you know not that it's a bad day but every bad day that I've had has been a I've, I've survived it 
So the evidence contradicts my thoughts that things aren't going to work out. So it's just about challenging that thinking and that's why I wrote that song. So it's just about holding on for the dawn. That's amazing. That is so amazing. And that is called... Let There Be Light. And that is... what? Which album is that on? It's on the album Gold. The Gold. Gold was your last album, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Your most recent album, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Um, I actually posted something on Facebook this morning, um, which is was a similar thought for me about trying to see beyond the moment I'm in. So, And which is really interesting because a lot of people talk about mindfulness and being in the moment and being present. But I think we actually need the ability to come out of the moment as well and see the bigger picture and uh, know that how you feel right now is not how you're always going to feel because mm-hmm. isn't any sort of mental health issue, whether it's like uh, depression or anxiety or OCD or anything, it's sort of, it really consumes the moment. So um, it's really helpful to have a big picture moment as well and know that, yeah, the, the light's coming, the light's going to come through. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, thank you so much for coming on today and chatting with me. You've definitely shone a little light into my day, Steph, as you always do. Um, no, likewise. It's where can we find, place. sorry, love, where can we find out more about you? Like where's the best place to go and find all the Steph McLeod resources and information? At my website, which is stephmcleod.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram yeah it's it's all up there um i think there's a couple of testimonial videos i've done with people in the past for charity stuff so um if you just search my name on google i think everything's pretty much available that's awesome thank you so much steph we'll see you soon thanks for having me pal and god bless you what an encouraging podcast today. Really loved hearing from Steph McLeod. If you want to know more about Steph McLeod, where you might be able to see him, how you can order his products, just go to stephmcleod.com and he has a brand new album that just came out, which is a really fantastic live album. So please check that out. If you want to get a copy of Stained Glass Stories, just go to philippahanna.com and you can get my new album there. Been so good to have you on the podcast today and we'll see you next time.